Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. These events are a little nerve-wracking for, uh, well, for me, <laughs> uh, because writers are internal people and who work in, in our quiet little offices or sometimes in a coffee shop, which I should mention, uh, the cookies come from the Village Bakery and Cafe. Um, Las Feliz Boulevard, and they made these gorilla cookies especially for this event. So please go and visit them. <laughs> anyway, so now when you publish a book, you have to put on a different hat, sort of. Uh, uh, I guess a little bit of performance. So. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you to Skylight Books uh, for hosting this. I want you because one time when I had a book event, I forgot to thank my husband. <laughs> and you know, at the Academy Awards, I always love it when the actors and actresses say, oh, I love you dearly, and, and then they get divorced. <laughs> I hope that's not I want to thank Ron. I want to thank uh, Henya, uh, my daughter there in the back, and her husband Steve, and my three grandchildren. Lena, I'm going to embarrass you. Would you just stand up and turn around real quick? Because <laughs> the book we're se- you can sit there. <laughs> The book we're celebrating, uh, launching today, is dedicated to Lena and Hazel and Tate are right back there. And I won't embarrass them because this isn't their book, but next year, Tate. <laughs> All right. Um, what I thought I would do is uh, tell you a little bit about how the book came into being. People usually wonder how writers get ideas. And then I'll read you, because this is the second book in a series, I will read you the first book because the second book comes from that and uh, has an interesting history too. But I'll tell you how I got the idea for uh, If Animals Kissed Goodnight, which was initially published as a... um, picture book. Now, the inspiration came because uh, we live here in the neighborhood and we live close to the zoo. And when my kids were little, we joined the zoo. We've been members now for 40 or 50, too many years. (laughs) And we would go when they would waken from their naps. It was easy and we could just spend an hour. and, And when we would come back home, And before my third child, Alan, would go to bed, we would play this game. We would pretend that we were animals at the zoo, 
and we would kiss goodnight the way animals did. So we would make our hands like trunks and we would kiss like elephants. And we would stretch our necks like giraffes and we would squirm on the ground like snakes and I just loved this game that we played together. So I tried to write it as it actually happened. And I wrote a mother and a child. Of course, it all took place in the same room, which was a problem. But it was also a mother and a child um, doing all of these kissing things. And, and my group liked it. One of my group members is here. And I sent it off. And I got this. <laughs> I got this interesting rejection from an editor who, who said, uh, you can fill in the word, but they, they thought that this was a little not okay, the mother and child kissing so much. <laughs> and they used the uh, professional word, psychological word, for what we were doing. So I knew I had to withdraw this book immediately from circulation. And so I changed it. I made it totally imaginary, just imagining how animals would kiss. And I wrote it as a poem rather than in prose. And uh, the editor bought it, which was thrilling. So I'm going to read you this first book and this is dedicated to Hazel. You want to wave Hazel? Wave. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to, it's very short. It's about 220 words. As my son Alan says, I write for people who can't read. <laughs> One of his moments of feeling proud of me. <laughs> okay, so here we are, close. As animals kissed like we kissed at night, sloth in her cub in late afternoon's light, would hang from a tree and start kissing so sky. <laughs> the sky would turn pink and the sun sink down the light. Peacock and Chick would spin a fan dance and kiss with a kitty high-stepping pants. Mama Python and Hatchin would kiss waggling around, twirling and twisting like rope loosely on Dangerous Cat and her papa would make whispering swishes, rubbing each other in switch switches. <laughs> Mama, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Mama Elephant's trunk would kiss and then sway and shower the calf in a wet washing spray. <laughs> if animals kissed like we kissed at night, the sky would turn dull, the moon a chalk white, and sloth in her tongue. Still. <laughs> um, 
I've gotten some criticism on Amazon reviews about sloths kissing all the time. Parrot and chick would click clack their beaks kissing click a clack, click a clack, Wolf and his pup would kiss and then howl. Bear and her cub would kiss and then This is another favorite. My mommy monkey and infant would swing through the trees, smacking their lips and kissing the trampies. Seal and his cat would blow big bubble kisses that rise to the surface and splash these fishes. If animals kiss like we kissed at night, the sky would turn dark and the moon go on bright. <laughs> Mama Penguin and Chick would stumble and slide on the slippery rocks in the heaven his ride. Papa Rhino and Calf would kiss tip-a-tap-tap, smooching their horns in a tip-a-tap-rap. Giraffe and his calf would stretch their necks high. Kiss just <laughs> Kangaroo and her Joey would jump and he jump. Kiss, 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 kiss. Bounce, bumpity, bump. <laughs> Hippo calf would kiss Papa. And settle, then they settle down deep in the slurry dreams. A mighty happy <laughs> If animals kissed like we kissed at night, the sky would turn black, the moon would shine bright, all would grow quiet. they took it out of print very quickly, which was very depressing. Um, but unbeknownst to me, they took it out to make it into a board book. So this is no longer available, but this is. It's the same book with... Now, what they did when they did that, was... Uh, they got the swamps. No, they didn't take <laughs> What they did was they gave me an incredible gift. I've been writing for uh, 40 years. And when they put it into a board book, this just went zoom. I, I, it's every writer's dream, and um, for which I'm very grateful. Okay, so my editor, who had originally bought this, no longer worked at the publishing company, and Ron and I were going in it to New York, and I screwed up my courage to meet the new editor. And 
I don't usually like to do these things. And this is how low on the totem pole I was. She didn't offer to take me out, not even for coffee. We just met in her office. But she did say, it would be really great if you would write a sequel to this. So I did. I wrote two. I wrote, if animals bathed in tubs, and if animals wore clothes, and she rejected them both. One of them, two days before Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, but it wasn't that year. Okay, so she rejected it, but she said, could you maybe write, um, what about if animals said, I love you? And I thought, wait a minute, that's very close to if animals kissed. I, I didn't really know how to do it, and she wanted to make it something that could be used for Valentine's Day, too. So then it got, I, I mean, talk about a mother and son kissing in a picture book. And this got a, a little, my first thoughts were not wonderful for kids. <laughs> so, um, but... My son, Alan, who I originally played this kissing game with, is now a grown man, and he lives in South Africa. And we were going to South Africa about a week after that Christmas. So I said to myself, I am, I am going to do this. I am going to do it. So for three weeks in Africa, on safari, trekking for gorillas, trekking for chimps, nearly dying doing that, by the way, I did nothing but write couplets about the animals that we saw and made it into this manuscript. I finished it, and I get an email from my editor saying, oh, I, I wakened in the middle of the night, and I think it would really be fun if you had animals talking, I mean, the sounds that they make. I think that would be really good. <laughs> yeah, I had just spent three weeks of my vacation writing something that didn't have too many animal sounds, <laughs> and I was really upset. But I said... Um, trying to be calm. I didn't write it in caps. <laughs> like, what are you asking me to do? I just said, I've, I've written this other manuscript and I'd love for you to look at it. And I sent it to her and I, it was another writer's dream, almost a return email saying, this is just what we wanted. So, here we go. <laughs> Persistence really matters a lot. Okay, this is for you, Lena. This is the one I signed with a bad signature. Oh, yeah. So you did another one. I did another one. <laughs> <laughs> you get another chance. What? You get two. Well, for your siblings, family, but she gets a special Okay. If animals are your If animals said I love you like we do, gorilla would pound a loud chest. I love you, my young uncle. 
quail would sing it in front of the spout. Oh, she's Bubble would hiss. Action is come. Please, time for a loving swish heading squeeze. <laughs> Lion and cousins would tussle and tumble, romp and roll, and a joyful love jumble. If animals said, I love you like we do, Gorilla would say it and offer a treat. Bamboo, little infant, yum yum feet. <laughs> Secretary bird, I didn't even know such a term existed. But there are real secretary birds, and our guide told us they were named that because it sounds like they're tapping. But I learned that it's really because of these feathers, which are like killed. So. Secretary Bird would type with clawed feet, warm, tender words with a clip-clap beak. Cheetah would murmur, love soft her, and let the Scampering spider spinning his web would write on the door white silky thread. If animals said, I love you like we do, Gorilla would say it and pat her lap. Let me hold you close in my hairy arm. <laughs> Ostrich would strut his friends by his side, booming his love with feathers spread wide. Impala would speak with a leapity leap. I love you, my grandchild. <laughs> Alligator would add a big tail swish and shower his brother, splashing his Alligators aren't as cute as they are. <laughs> <laughs> if animals said, I love you like we do, gorilla and infant would smooch a room, then rumble with happiness, loud and sure of their love. I became inspired to write for kids by reading to my kids before they would go to bed. So very many, many of my books end with animals going to bed. <laughs> okay, in that not raunchy. <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to say is that I met the other day, uh, the other week, I was taking a trip. The illustrator lives in Chapel Hill. I never met him. For those of you who aren't writers, we never meet the, the illustrators of our book. We rarely do. Rarely. Um, they want to keep us apart because the illustrator adds their own story to it. And uh, in this, the illustrator added the mother and child talking together. Uh, which was not in the uh, text at all. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't meet them. Okay, so there are two more books in the series. Uh, one will be coming out next 
fall. Called If Animals Said Merry Christmas. <laughs> and uh, the next year will be If Animals Went to School. So, any questions? Or? Oh, yeah. You come up with the rhymes. How do I come up with the rhymes? It's hard. It's hard. Do you write in rhyme? Do you write at school? No. All right. Well, I'll tell you how I came up with them. I, I took a class as an adult with an incredible, really tough teacher named Myra Cohen. I mean, she made me cry. She was that tough. But I studied with her for about six, seven, eight years. And she was one of those great teachers who demands a lot. And we used to practice the, the uh, rhythms. She would call it our, uh, like, learning your scales piano. We would do that. And uh, some of you see me walking in the hills, and sometimes I'm working on, on those things. When you haven't met the author, but do you ever suggest anything about what you think the picture would be? Or Never. Nothing. You give no hints. You no. don't direct. Okay. No. And the only time that authors might direct is if, uh, uh, for example, the, the line is, uh, Jimmy was having a great day, and then you show him uh, being flattened by a car. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme yeah. example, but if you want the text and the picture to show something different. Uh, are any of the sort of classic kids' stories that we read really young kids uh, driven by the artists? Like, like, in other words, there's some really well-known children illustrator and the pictures come first and then someone writes words for I, them? I, uh, or not? I think some artists originally start out that way with pictures. If they're an artist-writer combo, sometimes they think of the pictures first. I, I do know of a book that was published many years ago that the editor loved the art of this. I think it was a Jamaican painter, and then she hired someone to write the words to go with it. But it turned out to be a collection of poems. It wasn't a story. And did you meet your writer, your collaborator, your illustrator? I, I met him. Oh, he is the sweetest man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell from the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. He's really sweet and dear. And um, our, our, we went to do a school visit an hour and a half old away so we were in the car for three hours he was driving and we got to know each other very well yes thank you do you feel like this is your calling in life and how does it feel actually like manifesting in it it give me the last is it your calling in life to make these books it is, uh, it wasn't initially my calling. I was uh, trained and educated as a uh, social worker. I worked in social work and then I had children. And 
I didn't want to go back to work, not full time, certainly. And what I loved doing was reading to my kids. I don't know whether they loved it as but they read to them. Um, I love doing this. Uh, you know, there are times when it doesn't go well, and then I don't love it as much, but I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing at my age. Do <laughs> <laughs> right, you want to be a I want to tell stories. I want to ask people like you why you do what you do and how you get there. Oh, okay. Well, it was serendipity. <laughs> we can talk later. Okay. All right. There's Gorilla Cookies here. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.